Hello and welcome back, this is Entertainment Talk TV episode 5. Uh, I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me as my co-host is Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's an interesting time here in the States. The weather is just starting to turn. Uh-huh. What that means is that it's, it'll be in like a normal warmish day, but it's like really, really cold to start. I think it was about 4 Celsius this morning waking up. Okay. All right. But it'll it'll get to about ten or twelve before the day's over, so it's kind of a big swing. All right. Cool. Yeah, I uh, went out and uh, did some things this morning. Um, and yes, the electricity did cut. The electricity cut off that we had yesterday that I mentioned in our Xbox podcast did kind of affect things a little bit because I was kind of ready to do my um, Infinite Warfare review and my uh, Black Mirror season three review. Of course, we'll talk about that. How I'm going to do that is I'm going to talk about what what each episode is about because they're each their own individual story. So if I talk about something that happens in episode 6, it won't affect episode 5 because they're each their own individual story. The same with if I told you what happened in episode 3 of season 3 of Black Mirror, it wouldn't affect any other episode in the entire series. So uh, yeah, we can uh, easily talk about that. I won't necessarily talk about what happened to characters, but I'll talk about what the story was about and kind of if I liked it, if I didn't, and what I thought. I think that's how uh, that will work. Um, so yeah, what have you been? What have you been watching this week? I've been bouncing around a whole bunch of stuff. I noticed on some announcement that came up on one of my feeds that they were doing a second season of Voltron: Legendary Defenders. So I kind of re-binged that first season. Okay. At some point, I think I'll probably write like a not like a spoiler review but just write kind of like an impressions on it as somebody that grew up on the original series um i've been keeping up with all my uh, cw shows so up to Mm -hmm. date on supergirl up to down on arrow flash legends of tomorrow cool outside of that last week was kind of a busy week for me so outside of those main shows i really didn't have a chance to catch up on anything all right okay um so yeah uh, let's get let's start from this, just from the top here because uh, I watched the Scream Halloween special, which some people like Scream, some people don't. I really like it. It's your own opinion whether you do or do not like it. Um, so I'll just run down the list that we got, and then I'll kind of talk after that. I've uh, got Black Mirror season three, Human season two, Supergirl premiere for season two. Walking Dead Season 7 obviously will be spoiler-free because of what happened. Blind Spot Season 2, which is coming soon. Um, so yeah, Scream came back this week. It had basically its um, Halloween special, which is is interesting because it had its Season 2 finale and then it was announced... Uh, it was probably written and filmed and stuff afterwards, I, I imagine. Uh, it was announced... I think, like, within that week of the season two finale itself, there will be a Halloween special. And then um, I noticed, because I thought that the season two finale was maybe going to be the end, I was kind of, it was one of them kind of episodes where the show's, his, the show's future had not been set, so I was like, I'm prepared for this to maybe be the final episode of the whole thing, I'm prepared for it to possibly continue, it needs to kind of be an open or shot kind of case sort of thing and then I noticed I think a couple of days later I was just you know checking up on my Netflix list seeing what was what and I scrolled along to Scream and then it said that there was going to be a Halloween special on the I think it said the 18th or 19th it was Wednesday night it was last week um so I was like okay there's going to be another episode and then a 
about a week before that aired, it was announced that Scream was renewed for a mini third season with new showrunners uh, for six episodes. So um, I was again prepared for the Halloween special to be the end of the, the show because, of course, I didn't know there was a third season on the way. And I was kind of like, okay, there's a third season, there's more coming, I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, what's your kind of history with, with Scream? I'm interested to hear that. Never seen any episode. Okay. I'm not a big fan of the horror genre in general. Uh, it's not really so much the blood or the guts of the jump scare, it's just... When I was eight years old, I got dragged by a couple friends to a movie. They like, oh, come on, it'll be a great movie. We'll go see it. And it was Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is, at eight years old is a little bit shocking to see, A, that they just let a bunch Definitely. of preteen yeah. kids wander into that movie. Yeah. And second, that one kind of freaked me out a bit. Um, so right. I've never really watched intentionally scary movies. Not to say I don't like a good you know, suspense thriller every now and then. Yeah. I've talked on the show before about Mind Hunters as a movie, and it's a really, really good show. But it's more about the Who Done It than the, you know, the slasher horror, blood guts flicks. Um, so I've not actually seen the show. I do know that they pull in some pretty good stars for it, but nobody yeah. that ever really made me say, okay, I want to go see that. Yeah, I was skeptical when the because it was interesting because the first season was released as a bulk kind of Netflix season. It was all out in one go, and then the second season was weekly with with uh, MTV because that's who runs it in the US. Um, just like the way they're doing Frequency and you know Disney Survivor, just like a weekly thing. Um, I think about uh, in the morning the episode will be posted, and then you can kind of watch it whenever you like. Um, but to me, it's that thing of like one, who's the killer? Work it out, and like. Is this person showing signs they're not the killer or that they are the killer? Um, and then it's like, you know, char- characters always stupidly go off on their own and that kind of thing. Um, and then it's like, is this person going to die? Are they valuable to the group? Um, and then it's like, if that particular character does die, it's like, what's the killer's motivations for for it? And then it's like, if... It's always that kind of thing to me. Of like, whenever a character in that show walks into a empty slash dark place late at night, because most of the scenes are late at night, unless it's like the following morning of like, oh, this person died, that kind of thing. Um, it's always like you don't know where the killer is. You don't know because locked houses and doors and windows mean nothing to this person because they can just kind of get in whenever they want. Because it kind of defies that logic, I, I guess. Um, and some of these houses are pretty big that the killers get into, so they could, like, smash a window on the other side of the house and then sneak in that way so you don't hear it necessarily. Something like that they could do. Um, and then it's always like, are they about to be stabbed? And then it's like when they get into a confrontation with the killer, it's like, are they going to survive? If they get stabbed, are they going to live? Is their injury too bad? So that's kind of the kick I get out of the show. Um, not in, like, I want to see the person die, how gruesome is this? It's, like, the challenge of, is this character going to die? Are they going to survive? Are they going to get away from this confrontation? Who's next? That sort of thing. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I watched all the Scream films. Uh, there was four of them, I think, but the fourth one is, was a bit... There's a bit of a distance between the others, uh, and then of course there was meant to be a Scream 5 and 6, but I guess that, that would be Season 1 and 2, which is, is with new characters, but you get attached to them after a while. Um, depends on if you actually like them or not, that's your own personal opinion. Uh, 
but yeah, it was great. I'm excited for next season. Uh, there is a, uh, a good Scream podcast that I listen to. It's called The Screamcast. They're also on Twitter at uh, ScreamPod or Screamcast. If you just search for Scream Podcast or Screamcast on iTunes, you're, you're bound to find that. Um, so they're pretty good. That's run by Dan and Olga. Um, but... Yeah, apart from that, there was uh, Black Mirror Season 3, which was an interesting season, because there were six episodes. There was, um, the first three episodes I was thoroughly impressed with, especially episode three, which I think was the best one of the season. Episode four, I didn't quite get what was going on, or what they were going for, maybe it's just a storyline I couldn't necessarily relate to. Uh, five was good, it was a bit darker, uh, and six was kind of the wrap-up with, um this other story but basically um so i'll run through what each episode is i won't necessarily say what happens to the characters but i'll just run through like the story in each one um so basically um first episode is basically this uh oh by the way have you seen black mirror before because this is the third uh, season i don't even know what that show is oh okay um well, the first three seasons are on. They should be in the Netflix US as well, so you can uh, go and check them out if you're interested. Um, and so the first episode is basically, I would call it like the social ratings thing. It's basically like, how do I put this? Let's say you want to get into a five-star hotel rather than a four-star hotel. Your social rating would have to be at like, I don't know, a five or a 4.5. And it's like, if you can't... If you don't have the social rating, if you're not Instagram popular enough or whatever, then you can't get into this place because your rating is not high enough. Um, and it's like, um, it's really based around the concept of like social and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and like, look what I've done today, I've made this cake and I'm going to take a photo of it or look at my massive new house I've got, I'm going to take a selfie with it, with the house in the background and that's going to give me two ratings which is going to put me up to four and then I can you know rise up in life but there's these other couple of characters um and this is the most spoilery I'll get these two kind of characters that you come across that don't care about this at all and they're basically living this really basic life and are just living off whatever they're living off the financial status of the episode isn't really explained that well unless I, unless I missed that it's mainly like you know, if you're four stars, you can get into this place. If you're not the four star rating, then you can't get in, basically. Um, but yeah, there's these two characters that kind of don't care about it, ignore it, and their rating is like a 0.2 or something, which is incredibly low. And uh, that kind of puts an interesting spin on the story. Uh, what do you think of what I've explained so far? Does it sound interesting to you? Uh, it sounds like it's just trying to compare life in that reality with life in our reality yeah but it, it exchanges uh financialism as a class status versus popularity which yeah. I, you know i could probably catch a couple episodes of that see where they go with it mm. that's just the one of the episode arcs for episode one and there's like situations where you, basically the story follows around the one character and how she interacts with the world and how her social status improves or doesn't improve in the world and it's things like this woman goes into work and then she uh, gets a bagel for the person in the lift and she's got two bagels. She's had one of them. She says to the other person, do you want this other one so I can, it doesn't say it, but basically so I can, so you can be impressed with me and so you can give me a couple of stars 
that will rise me up, basically. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. It was maybe the second best episode. Um, so I'll quickly, I'll quickly just run through what the ep- other episodes are, because we might be here for a while. Otherwise, um, the second episode is basically... Uh, this guy is a traveller... And he goes around the world, and basically he runs a bit a bit short on cash, and uh, he's like really into video games and stuff like that. So it's obviously an episode that we could relate to. And there's this, he spots this opportunity online to test a VR game, which is a pretty extreme version of VR. It's basically like he goes there and he's put into this thing. There's this implant put in him. But instead of, like, you know, with PSVR, how you put the thing on, you'd see that well. It's basically like he gets his implant put in him, and he goes into this uh, abandoned house, and basically the implant that he has in his neck causes him to see things that aren't there, which is part of the game. Um, So it's like, it's an interesting twist on VR in terms of, like, it's not... A headset, it's actually a thing that's inside of you that's causing you to see augmented reality, I guess you could say. Like, you know how the E3 uh, Microsoft demo showed the Minecraft thing? It's mm-hmm. basically like that, but with scary stuff that comes out of him. And that was a really good episode. Um, the third episode, which was my favourite, which was... It was probably the darkest episode, certainly the way um, it ended, which I will not spoil, of course. It's, um, this guy, basically, these characters basically get caught doing something that they shouldn't be doing, and then they're all crimes, there's some, like, embarrassing things, some of them are other, like, crime-related things, some of the characters you bump into have done worse things than other other people, and, um, basically this young guy's laptop camera catches him doing something he's not... Not necessarily not allowed to do, but he would be embarrassed to do, and he gets texts from unknown on his phone, and it's like, basically, if you do not do exactly what we say, we will leak what you what we've just caught you doing, basically, and, um, so yeah, it goes to, it's the interesting case of, like, what bizarre thing will they get him to do next, and I won't spoil the things they get him to do, but it goes to some pretty extreme levels, and, um... Yeah, he bumps into other characters, and that's interesting to find out what they've done, and you know what levels of uh, what levels of extreme they're going to go to to get past this thing. Um, and there's like delays with some of the characters of what they do, and it's like they keep getting texts from this thing, and it's like um, if you don't do what we say right at this second, we will leak it, and then uh, leak whatever whatever these characters have done. Of course, I won't spoil again what they what they do. Uh, and it's just like, how are they going to get out of the situation? Are they going to get out of it alive? What are they going to have to do next? Um, so what do you think of that one? That definitely story. sounds interesting. It might have to, I'm definitely going to have to add to my list of things I need to watch. But I'm kind of behind on a few things right now, so I don't know if I'll get to it anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the second episode with the, the game that I described? Does that sound interesting? Uh, it's possible. I mean, if every episode is completely different and it's not a yeah. serialized show, yeah, I might catch it after a while. But it's one of those things that you know, there's other things that I'm still trying to catch up on, and this mm. is a busy yeah. time for stuff like that this year. So, yeah, I thought I got through it fairly quickly. I was actually savoring the episodes at some points, 
Um, so yeah, four is basically this kind of. This one I didn't get. It's like this love story where like the girl disappears at midnight and all this kind of other stuff. Um, which I don't know. I just didn't really get it as as well as the others, and uh, got a bit distracted while I was watching it. Wasn't quite fully invested as much in that episode. Um, episode five is basically this army guy who is fighting these things and uh, eventually gets the reveal of what's going on and uh, is interacting with these other characters and then there's this thing that happens to him. That's The fifth one's one that's hard to spoil because of the, the twist that they kind of give you. Um, but it's basically like he's in this army and um, this thing happens to him that changes him and uh, yeah, he gets the twist of what happens basically and uh, episode six is... I gotta describe episode six. It's like these these people are dying, and there's this kind of Twitter-based game where people are voting who's gonna die, and somehow they like track them down and kill them in a certain way. Again, the certain way that they're killed, I won't spoil. Uh, and it's like, how do they stop it? And it's like, can they? And then it sort of it sort of goes from there. I'm I'm trying not to talk too much about this. Cause I'm trying not to to spoil it. And we've been talking about it for. 20 minutes now um but yeah go and check black mirror out it's on netflix and i think the first two seasons will be on all four if you're in the uk and if you don't have netflix but they uh grabbed the rights for the for the third season um so yeah that's black mirror season three go and check that out um so humans season two have you heard of humans before i think i might have seen an episode two but it kind of fell off the radar for me Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was this kind of... It was actually a big hit for Channel 4 last year. It was the biggest ratings they had in some amount of years. I can't remember the exact story. Uh, it's coming back for, for its second season this Sunday, the 30th. No, I'm not sure when it airs in the US. I think it's on BBC America. Um, but that's coming back. And it's basically like... It's a little bit of a mix between Mr. Robot and maybe Westworld, where the, these people basically buy human look-alike android robots where they do the housework for you because these people are very busy with their lives they have kids and jobs and you know basically it's the economy of like i haven't got time for your housework you can buy one of these robots and then of course it shows what happens to the robots and the kind of twist there and shows more the character of the robots and shows uh what the robots may be capable of and how human they are because of course that's the, that's the title of the whole series uh, so yeah, I, I do remember seeing the pilot episode for that on uh, BBC, but I yeah. think it either got rescheduled or it's just scheduled to a time where I wasn't around to watch it, and I just kind of forgot about it. All right, okay. Um, but yeah, it kicks off this Sunday on the 30th. What did you see the episodes that you, that you saw? Was it just the pilot? Yeah, it was just the pilot. Uh, so, so what did you think of it? I think it had potential. You know, shows like that, you really need four or five episodes to really build the world and yeah. see where it goes from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the first episode, the first season had eight episodes. I think the second probably has the same amount. So, that would be quite cool. That's coming back. Um, let's move on to uh, Supergirl premiere for season two. You're right about it. It's a very light-hearted... Of course, everyone knows that this is the episode that Superman's introduced, and I felt that they balanced it right in terms of um, not having 
one overshadow the other in terms of this is su this is called Supergirl and it wasn't too much of Superman but it was like introducing him and showing him off to the world and uh, I don't know I think I like this one more than Henry Cavill there's nothing to take away from Henry Cavill it's um, sorry Henry Cavill uh, but like you know he's the film version and uh, this other guy called Tyler is uh, the TV version I've heard that he's only in two episodes which is kind of unfortunate because I would have thought you know just pay him the money, get him recurring, maybe 10 out of 22 episodes or something. Um, have him come in every, every once every few episodes. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was definitely light, and they, because I was watching on Sky One, and they showed adverts, of course, for Flash and Arrow to, you know, get the mm -hmm. super, get the superhero advertisements flowing and let you know that the show's <coughs> back. Um, and the advertisement for Flash looked pretty, pretty light-hearted. A little bit more on the serious side, but then Arrow came. The um, the promo for Arrow Arrow season five came back, and you know you could always already sense the kind of dark grittiness from it. Maybe because it's got more nighttime scenes. I know the story is a bit more darker as well, but they do tend to have no. They, they go full on. It's I think three or four episodes in for Arrow here in the states, and they're definitely going darker. Unfortunately, this isn't really a spoiler. Okay. Um, because it's just more of a show format. They are sticking with the uh, the split story, to where half the story happens in real time, and then the other half of the story is is basically flashbacks to yeah. his yeah. time when he was disappeared. Mm. And I was really hoping that they were done with that after okay. five after four seasons, but they are continuing it into the fifth. Okay. The thing I always thought, even back in like season two and three, was when he says, "I survived on this island." Or for five years, I already I always thought it would be five seasons, and I heard that this is going to be last year of flashbacks, and that season six would be different in a way. So I was kind of expecting that more. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they kind of connect, use the connective tissue in a way for the, for the show. Um, but yeah, Supergirl was great. Uh, it was just I was just a little bit distracted, I guess, because it was an hour before Walking Dead, and it was the whole thing of, like, who's going to die, and I was just a bit distracted that way, so maybe next week I won't be quite so distracted. It didn't really take anything away from Supergirl, it was just, I don't know, my, my own mindset, of course, it's on a, Walking Dead's on a Sunday, and then Supergirl's on a Monday in the US, so it w wouldn't be an issue. Um, like, it wasn't an issue, yeah, it was just, in my mind, I was distracted by that, so... Yeah, the first two episodes of Supergirl were pretty good. The one that premiered here in the States last night, unfortunately, was a terrible episode. Okay, which one was that? I, three? Uh, it's the one, I think it's three. It's the one where they introduce uh, Linda Carter, who played uh, Wonder Woman in the 60s TV oh, show yeah. for Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I don't really want to spoil the episode per okay. se, but this is my complaint with it. Um. It's late October here in the States, and we're getting yeah. into the final push for the American political election. Mm -hmm. So it is a given for three things. One, everybody's sick of politics. I mean, we've been dealing with it for the last six months. It is Everybody's just tired of politics. Yeah, I mean, you see enough of it over here as well. Like, you hear Trump's name every day, and Hillary Clinton's yeah. name every day. So, and, and number two is that all the shows that can will be political with it, which is unfortunate, but I, you know, it's something that you've lived with for so long that you just come to accept it. Yeah. And three, when it comes to politics, they don't know how to write it very well. 
Um, right. The episode that I'm referencing is about as subtle as getting two footballers drunk, like massively drunk, and one of them is a big Man U fan, and the other just hates Man U more than he hates anything else in the world, okay. and then having them debate whether or not Man U sucks. And it was about that level of intelligence, about that level of well-writtenness with the episode. Mm-hmm. And then once you see it, you'll understand my position on it. Yeah, I don't mind politics in shows. Sometimes it can be very subtle. It can be well-written, even if it's on you know a side you don't agree on. Uh, going into the movies, did you ever see District 9? I think so. I, I can't remember. I think so. That's Maybe. the one where uh, uh, an alien ship just kind of half crashes in Johannesburg, and they kind of set up a little shanty town, and they just kind of live there. Oh, and, yeah, and there's I know, I know a lot of inferences that you can draw with politics, but it, it was written in a very good way. It was written in a very subtle way mm. on it, and you could pretty much draw your own conclusions. This episode, not so much. It was basically just taking one side of the political argument as being like a cudgel to just beat you over the head with it. And like, you will accept this. You must accept this. This is the right way. And you are wrong if you don't agree with this. Just boom, just boom, just boom. And I turned the episode off halfway through it. Came back in for like the last five minutes to see what kind of cliffhanger they throw at the end. Yeah. And yeah. And I just hope that's just one and done with the series. Yeah. Otherwise, I might have to turn it off. I'm not watching it anymore. Okay, that's uh, unfortunate, but um, yeah, so that was the Supergirl season 2 premiere. Um, this next one is a little, little tricky to talk about in terms of, obviously I won't, don't want to spoil it, uh, and we have a podcast tomorrow for it, so what I'm going to do is ask you your spoiler-free take, and then I'll kind of talk about that. So we're talking about The Walking Dead season 7 premiere, uh, again, no spoilers, we're not going to say back because it's obviously you know they've advertised it enough that everyone knows that that's what happened but we won't say who there will be a podcast tomorrow that myself david uh chris and sophie will be doing that will be up tomorrow night um or thursday morning depending on how things go uh so what did you think of the episode without spoiling too much well there was a couple of parts that were a little kind of hokey, and I'm not that surprised with it, but I can tell you this much. I absolutely love Jeffrey Dean Morgan's take on Negan. Yeah. He's kind of the character I've been waiting for for the last six seasons to come up, just because in the world that they've built, where everything's fallen apart, everything has gone to shit, basically, at some point, Basically, the only way I can really describe his character is a super alpha. Okay. Because any kind of situation like that, the alphas are naturally going to take charge because that's what they do. They're alphas. Um, Rick has, for the most part, kind of been like a leader alpha to where it's just his job to get everybody, you know, through the next day, you know, save as many people as you can, mourn those you can't. Uh, But he's really more of kind of a passive alpha. I mean, he knows what needs to be done, and he'll do it, and everybody follows him out of respect. Mm. For the most part. I mean, there's some differentiating with that, but for the most part, it's about respect. Mm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the episode a lot. Um, I, I don't know, I can't really, I don't feel like I can talk about it that much in this podcast, um, purely because I want to save all my thoughts for this one. But I liked it. 
as much as you can like the episode in the events that happen, um, yeah. I'm obviously incredibly excited for the rest of the, uh, of the season and the arc that they've set up. And of course, I'm a comic reader, so I kind of, I kind of know, but don't know. It, it's an interesting relationship to have with the show, where you know the main plots of the arc that are coming up, like the characters that are coming up, but you don't know who they're going to swap out for who, what they're going to. What they're going to remix, what they're going to change, and uh, if they're going to bring in new characters that aren't in the books and stuff like that. You um, know the beats, but not the melody. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I, all I want to say. I want to save my, the rest of my thoughts for tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I liked it. it. It was great. I, I yeah. consider to myself after the episode whether it was the best one so far. Whenever I've thought about the best episodes of Walking Dead, I've never been able to pinpoint one particular episode. That's not to say it's never had a standout moment, but all of the highlights of the of the series over the six, almost seven seasons, it's like I will sometimes say this episode, this particular episode, is the best, and I'll think about something that happened in one of the other massive episodes, and I don't know. I just can never pinpoint which one is the best. Uh, my favorite episode would maybe be uh, season four, episode eight, which is the the governor battle with the prison, or maybe season five, episode one, which would be when they escape from uh, the terminus place. That's about the most I can say about those without spoiling them. Yeah, um, that goes back to my alpha, you know, comment about why it's one a character that I've been waiting. Even the governor, as much of a you know, rallying point and a leader figure as he was, I never pegged him for the alpha because everybody else had their own agendas. Everybody else was kind of doing their own thing as long as it, you know, they didn't piss him off too much. He really didn't care. But with the Negan character, you know that everybody that follows him is just scared shitless of what he would do if they did not follow him. Yeah. So as long as they know they're following his orders, they're not scared, which you got from the other actors. Mm. But man, tell I you just can't look at that performance and tell me he's not just enjoying the hell out of that character yeah. on like a scary, scary psychopathic level. Yeah. Yeah. He's Cause like... I think, cause I messaged you that earlier before you had seen it, that uh, either he needs therapy or he needs to start teaching acting classes on how to be a villain. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty perfect. Um, yeah, that's about all I want to say for that. Uh, we've got two more things, which is the uh, Blind Spot Season 2, which I believe started in the US, but it starts here in November something. Uh, yeah, it's, a, to... it's four or five episodes in over here. Oh, okay. So we're uh, a little behind on that, but um, we'll soon, uh, soon have it over here. Uh, so we have Blind Spot Season 2, and then we have uh, an email to get to... Um, so, Blind Spot to me is like a fun. Because 24, as much as I love 24 and it's my favorite show, can get serious, obviously, because there's terrorist plots and there's assassinations and there's all sorts of other well threatening things like bombs and gas and all sorts of other things that have happened over the nine seasons. This is, this to me is more of a fun version of 24, like a less serious and more action based in terms of like constant action like there was always lots and lots of action in first season of blind spot whereas with 24 it was more story based i want to say like more kind of 
Yeah, well, oh, there was always the end. on the on the threat of the season, and then talking to different characters and how they're dealing with the situations and what they're doing to resolve it. And then it would be Jack goes off somewhere, he fights some guys, interrogates someone, gets some more information, goes back to CTU, the same thing happens, and then like along the lines of that, what was you about to say? Oh, I was just gonna say that was as much as I liked the concept. That was always the inherent flaw with Twenty Four in that. It's in- you're basing it each episode is one hour long there is only so much plot you could develop because time is a factor in that yeah. and that's always why i had the problem with the series because there was so much going on and so much that they had to cram in in like a physical hour day i mean you none of the characters ever slept i mean i don't remember ever the, any of the characters like this happened between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. And it's just, everybody's just like, <sighs> conked out, trying to catch up on some sleep. Yeah, that's the one thing that was bugged me a little bit about 24, is nobody, like, yawns or, like, I guess off-screen characters, like, drink and eat occasionally. But, like, you'd have to draw the line somewhere between, this is a massive terrorist threat and we have to do something right now, and, like, we need to eat and drink so we can function. Um, yeah, I would have liked it more if they had, you know, uh, like a, a bunch of mini arcs, like get three or four episodes in a row in a row that was a four hour block. And then the next three or four episodes was like a day later or a week later, just so that logically you could think, OK, all that other stuff happened and that all happened within that non arid space. So where you could set it up in your brain to where it makes sure it works. Mm. I mean, that's the one thing that I never believed was that you can get from anywhere in Los Angeles to anywhere else in Los Angeles in under an hour. I mean, it's LA traffic is worse <laughs> than downtown London traffic. Right. See, see, that's the thing when I'm watching an American show and they're going from a place to a place, I have no idea of the actual distance. So it's like, if they get there in five minutes or in, two hours i have no idea if that's accurate i guess i could maybe do some slight geography and uh look up just a few places that they use in tv well most of the cities that they say and even in whether it's a u.s tv show or, or a uk tv show the cities might exist but they don't really give the same relationship to each other mm. it's like if you watch uh, supernatural They'll be in towns, but some of those towns is like a day, two day drive. But then again, they don't specifically say, "Okay, this is the next day." They just assume however long it takes to get there is however long it takes to get there, okay. and then you make that association in your head. With twenty four, yeah. since they specifically limited that to the time frame, there's you know there's spots in the U.S. where a, a sixty kilometer drive will take you three hours because of the traffic. Mm. Yeah. Um. It can be it can be an issue in TV like location and time and time skips and all that sort of thing depends on filming and all that sort of thing. So uh, that's the thing with Twenty Four is that you couldn't apart from the final season, which of course not the final season, hopefully the the ninth season, Live Another Day, which had the twelve hour time skip. You could get away with a lot with that because you could you know twelve hours is a long time. You can do a lot in that time. Um, but like like you said with. 24 they only had two three minute time skips in real time because the whole thing is in real time so you can't like if jack's going somewhere that's going to take him four hours but he gets there in one hour you can't like have four episodes of jack driving and give the store and then focus the next couple of episodes on someone else because it it just wouldn't work that way um but yeah going back to blind spot it's kind of the fun 
action sort of series that's got this interest. I imagine I am interested in the story, this whole tattoo thing and how did it happen and all that kind of thing and uh, who really is this girl and it's like, yeah, it's like a, it fills the void for the action-wise of 24. It doesn't fill the story or the emotion mm-hmm. way because obviously Jack Bauer isn't in blind spot uh, or neither is Chloe or Tony or any of the other characters because it's a completely different show. Um, I just hope that Blind Spot doesn't have the same. It can have the same problem, but in a different way. Because Blind Spot isn't, you know, in real time. They can jump around time-wise, but it's the it's the thing of the twenty-two episode season that kind of slows shows down. And given last week's, I think it was last week's or the week before's designated survivor, I'm as concerned as you can be for a TV show. Concerned about what they're going to do for the rest of Designated Survivor because yeah uh, the series got boosted up basically to a 22 episode season uh, and I remember the first season that I remember that did that that I watched was Gotham season 1 I think it was supposed to be 16 episodes and it was going really well the first kind of 14, 15, 16 episodes and then when I found out around episode, I think it was like 12 or 11, I can't quite remember that they bumped it up to 22, I was like, it's, I know it's only another, was that six episodes? Six, four, yeah, six episodes. Um, that whenever that happens to a show, it seems to kill the pace and the story of it, in a mm-hmm. way. Because well, I... You, I mean, it depends on how the filming schedule goes for it, because the same thing might happen with Legends of Tomorrow Season 2, where they've got 13 episodes and they are possibly going to bump it to 22. It's like, is the story already written for that? Is like, if if you have the story written and potentially filmed, then you don't get the bump up to the, the full episodes. Are you going to use that story for the next season? It's interesting how, how that's managed. So what, what was you going to say? Oh, I was just going to give you, a, without spoiling it, give you a sense for this season of uh, Blindspot. Okay. They're focusing less on the actual tattoos themselves than on the group behind it. Okay. I mean, there's still a focal point, and they still it still comes up from time to time. But at least for the for the four episodes that they've released so far, the epi- the focus has been on the connection between Weller and the uh, Jane Doe character. Is more of a historical, more of a long-term part okay. of their both their connections with the group that actually was behind all the tattoos. So they get more into that backstory. Okay. And the tattoos they come into play, but not really as much as they did in the first season. All right. But it works okay. well. It's a it's very well paced. It's it's good. Uh, you know, once you got once you guys start seeing it, then we can start talking about it a little bit. But so far, okay, I've enjoyed it. I haven't had a you know, dislike episode yet, so. Hmm. Alright, uh, just to let you guys know that we will be doing a DC TV podcast on. Did I say Thursday this week? Uh, I'd have to actually look. I think I said Thursday. Um, yeah, but every. Yeah, that will be. Yeah. From next week, it will be. The TV podcast, this TV podcast, will be every other Thursday, and then DC TV will be on Fridays because next week we'll have Legends in the UK, and that will be on Thursday. So it wouldn't make sense to do that before I, I see that episode. Um, so in terms of us covering that, that's going to be what we do for that. Um, 
so yeah, the TV will still be on Thursdays. This week we had to do it on Tuesdays, and then we're doing DC on Thursdays this week because I'm busy on Friday, and there's no Legends this week anyway. So I will have seen Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Um, but yeah, I love the action of Blindspot. It's pretty cool to see all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it for today, unless you had anything else you wanted to quickly talk about. Uh, no. I mean, hopefully you'll, once you guys in the UK start getting the DC shows, we can start talking more about that, mm-hmm. and then yeah. we'll just go from there. Cool. Alright, so you can find all the rest of our content on entertainmenttalk.org. You can follow us on Twitter for updates at eTalkUK. So use that for if I, you know, um, if there's a delay for a podcast or anything like that, or to... Follow for like when things post, etc. So that's at eTalkUK. If you've got any inquiries, any feedback, um, or if you'd like to write our podcast for us. Um, oh yeah, we did have a quick email from Amanda that I forgot to, uh, sorry from Jacob, that I forgot to uh, mention. She said, yeah, have you seen any Emmy-worthy performances yet? Definitely Jeffrey Dean Morgan as yeah. Negan. Yeah. Because I've seen him in a few things. He was... The, the father character for the first couple seasons of Supernatural. Mm. Um, he was in a couple of comic book movies. I think he was in The Losers. Uh, he was in The Watchmen. Yep. But nothing freaked me out more than his performance <laughs> as Negan. Yeah. He was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And not in the not in the I'm insane, I'm a psychopath kind of terrifying way. More of just the force of will that he's projecting as that character yeah. and the scary, scary sense that he makes in doing what he's doing and what he he does to yeah. the character that he does it to in that first episode. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd have to go with um, Jeffrey as well, uh, as Negan. I, I haven't really thought about that as much. Uh, maybe... I don't know, things haven't really kicked off here yet in, in the UK because we obviously with a few weeks delay. So uh, I'll keep that question in mind and I'll maybe answer it in a few more weeks. So uh, the question didn't go to waste, Jacob. I'll still um, answer it but when uh, when I have more of an idea. So, um, yeah, you can also... Yeah, so entertainmenttalk.org at Twitter. Sorry. Entertainmenttalk.org for the website at eTalkUK for Twitter and entertainmenttalk.com for the email. We shall see you for the next piece of content. Thanks for listening, guys, and we shall see you next time. Bye.